Hey everyone, it's the Doom Dog, and welcome to another episode of Doom Dog Radio. I am not yet ready to return full time to editing, but it is my birthday, and I wanted to get an episode of this done for my birthday. Once again, following in the steps of my friend Sam with his uh, This Guy Are Sick radio, which you should absolutely look up and go listen to. He does a good job. I got a list of songs here, and I got a list of movies that I've been watching, because I've been watching a ton of fucking movies, and we're going to talk about some of it. Because I feel like talking about movies, and I feel like doing an episode celebrating my birthday, which is the day that I'm recording this, June 9th. This will probably go up on Spotify after that. So, first off, um, I did watch Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, both. I have seen one before, and it's 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 better than I remember it being. This has one of the better uh, cameos for um, Stan Lee in it, and... Overall, the film is better than I remember it being. It's still nowhere as good as the first two uh, Tobey Maguire films, but I I remember this being just dreadful and boring and not very good, and it definitely has its problems. Like, there's a certain point where it kind of stops the character development and everything and just becomes a straightforward, ultra-comic booky film. And it kind of feels like a, sh- a sharp shift in tone when it does. It's kind of weird. But overall, um, Andrew Garfield is good in the role. He could have been a very good Spider-Man if he had been given better material to work with. But he wasn't, unfortunately. And that is proven by Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I also watched. And this is every single bit of the gigantic fucking mess that you remember it being. Unfortunately, it is convoluted as hell. There is too much going on. There are too many villains. It completely wastes the Rhino on one single scene at the end of the fucking film, and you don't even get to see the fight scene with him. It just freeze frames and stops right as Spider-Man's about to fight him, and then you just kind of feel cheated. It also feels like it continues going past what would seem like a logical end point for it, and this film has a lot of problems, and yeah, it isn't particularly good. I would honestly rather watch uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3, at least the Sandman stuff, and that is good. Then I would then I would prefer watch this again. It's just not not a good film. Okay, so uh, first track is a short-lived crossover thrash metal band called Animosity. They only had one demo and one EP. This song is called Shape, and it is from their demo. Check it out.
yeah, I like crossover thrash. Thrash metal in general is probably my favorite genre. I love thrash metal. So, um, John Wick. I had seen John Wick 2. I saw that at a dollar theater here in uh, my area that unfortunately is now closed. I wish it was still open because I love going to that place. You go over there, see a movie for dirt cheap, you know. That was, that was fun. And even if you were even passively interested in, you could scrunch up some pocket change and go see a movie there. I missed that. But uh, I had not seen John Wick 1, and I knew going into this that I would like it. Because it, John, uh, it's awesome action film. And I, and when, you know, when a bad guy's kill a dog, like, at the beginning of that, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go John Wick on there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be killing dogs. Dogs are awesome. I might be biased. But, uh, yeah, this film was a hell of a lot of fun. I actually liked this better than I liked 2. There was a couple things in 2. I don't remember off the top of my head. I need to watch it again. But there were a couple things in 2 that bothered me. There was nothing in this. This was just an enjoyable ride from beginning to end. And uh, Keanu Reeves is awesome in it. And it's good to see him, you know, playing action roles again. He's so good in this. And the, the uh, gun scenes are awesome and well choreographed and a hell of a lot of fun. And I would highly recommend seeing the John Wick films. If you haven't, they are awesome. Good music builds an interesting world that you can do future movies in, and obviously they have because they've got a couple sequels, and I think there's a fourth one on the way, isn't there? John Wick 4? And like, you could probably take other assassins and tell their stories too if you wanted to uh, do spinoffs of this film. I don't think it'd be that hard. Like, you, there's a lot that you could do with this premise outside of just John Wick's story. But uh, what we're getting, the John Wick films have been awesome and a hell of a lot of fun. If you haven't s sat down and watched them at any point, I would definitely recommend it as I've seen one and two now. And now I really need to see three because I quite liked both of them. They were very, very enjoyable. I liked both quite a bit. Um, here is, uh, After Forever by Black Sabbath from the album Masters of Reality. I go back and forth between this one and their debut album on which one I like more and which one's my favorite Sabbath album. Check it out. I love it.
Yeah, that whole fucking album is that good. It's just that good from beginning to end. I love everything about that album. Check it out if you haven't. It is very, very good. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Do I need to tell you anything beyond... It was directed by Quentin Tarantino to get you interested in this film because that should be all that I need to say to make you go, yeah, that's probably pretty good. And you would be right. It is pretty good. Um, This is kind of a strange film though because it doesn't have a typical plot. It's just more like a series of events that kind of play with history with the Shannon the Sharon Tate murder, the uh, Manson family who is in this. Charles Manson himself is briefly in it as well. Obviously not the real one. I think I believe he was dead by this point. But uh, Charles Manson does make an appearance in this film and they go to out to the ranch that the Manson family was at and they play with history and I'm not going to say how because the ending of this film is fucking phenomenal and I loved all of, I loved everything about it like and your typical um Quentin Tarantino fashion the dialogue is well written and very well acted and the two lead characters uh, put Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Brad Pitt put in just excellent performances in this film and they're you know you get you grow to like a whole lot of characters throughout this and there is one particular scene where it seems like they're building up to something big or some big reveal or something and then nothing happens and that was kind of like anticlimactic and i don't know if it was just quentin tarantino messing with us like like it's quentin tarantino so this this had to be on purpose right but it's still kind of a letdown when nothing happens you know what i mean but uh overall yeah this film is awesome and i'd highly recommend giving it a watch if you haven't it's thoroughly enjoyable i really really liked every single second of this one it was awesome from beginning to end uh, definitely worth more than one watch, which, you know, Quentin Tarantino movies typically are more, worth more than one watch. Um, this one's no different. I wouldn't say it's one of his best works. I, I would, wouldn't say it's as good as something like Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs, but it's still a very, very good film. Um, Quentin Tarantino at his worst is still better than most other directors at their best, you know? How about another song? Here is uh, No Class by Motorhead from their classic album, Overkill. This is awesome. I'm 
And I'll tell you this. It is fucking criminal that Motorhead is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They put in a whole bunch of acts that aren't rock and roll, but when it comes to putting in like heavy acts like that or Iron Maiden, they're not in there. Ozzy is not in there as a solo artist. Dio isn't in there. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Anyway, so, um, I watched a bunch of movies on Laserdisc as well. Starman, which is a John Carpenter film starring Jeff Bridges as an alien that accidentally crash lands on Earth and wanders into a woman's house and takes the shape of her deceased husband. And he really does an excellent job acting in this film, selling the idea that he is an alien inhabiting the body of a human being because he's quirky and weird. And that had to be a tough role to play for him, I would imagine. You know, playing someone that you can't act human. Even though you look human, you need to sell the idea that you aren't. He did an excellent job in this role. Of course, it's John Carpenter, so it's well shot. He makes he makes great use of the wide angles and whatnot than anybody else. He really knows how to fill the screen beautifully. It's one of the reasons why he's one of my favorite directors and why I wanted to watch this film. I'd never seen it before. I found it on Laserdisc, picked it up, brought it home, watched it, enjoyed it quite a bit. If you've never seen Starman, give it a watch. If you don't remember much about it, give it another watch. It's... I enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much I liked it, actually. And it's a very strange plot because she starts off thinking that this alien's trying to kidnap her and he's really just trying to find a way to get back home and he's not used to how things work here on this planet. So he needs her to help him and then they kind of it's got kind of got a love story to it as well but it's good i enjoyed it quite a bit how about another track here is the last in line by dio from their second album the same of the same name it's uh, awesome check it out Ship. 
That's another another solo artist that they badly, badly, badly need to put in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dio has had a lot of excellent work over the years and several and multiple radio hits, not just with them, but he was also uh, sung for three Sabbath albums. And he was in Rainbow, where he had a hit called Man on the Silver Mountain as well. Uh, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. What can I say about this one that has not been said already? Uh, Ricardo Montalbain is just excellent coming back as Khan. He was in an episode uh, called Space Seed of the original series. And in this, he's like taking over a starship. And he's out to try to get revenge on Kirk for what happened to Space Seed. And... But you don't necessarily need to watch Space Seed to get this movie. It's just excellent sci-fi more than anything. It's just a really, really good, well-told story about two rival captains with two rival mindsets trying to outmaneuver each other. And it is absolutely just every bit as good as advertised. I loved this film, and I had... I have had the Laserdisc for a while, and I've never actually sat down and watched this Laserdisc, and I don't know why. I don't know. It's The Laserdisc itself isn't in that great a shape. There's all kinds of, like, little white dots or whatever on that pop up on the screen throughout it. It's kind of annoying. It doesn't really affect the, the audio. It sounds just fine. But the picture isn't the best. Which I know what you're thinking. The picture on Laserdisc isn't the best in general, but by Laserdisc standard, is it... It isn't the best. Still, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie. It is awesome. Like I said, it's every bit as good as it's hyped up to be. And if you are a fan of science fiction in general, then you should see it. If you're a fan of Star Trek, then you almost certainly already have seen it, and you know how good it is. This is also one of Kirk, uh, one of the best performances James T. Kirk for uh, William Shatner also. And, of course, you got the famous scene at the end, which, if you don't know what it is, I'm not going to spoil it here, but it is pretty heartbreaking for any longtime fan of um, Star Trek. How about another song? Judas Priest, All Guns Blazing, from their excellent album, Painkiller.
Painkiller is nothing but fire from beginning to end if you've never actually sat down and listened to that album. And if you like heavy metal, you absolutely should sit down and listen to that album. It is amazing. Okay, so uh, Hunt for Red October. I have not seen this one since I was a kid. I remember watching it when I was a kid with my dad, and it's one of my brother's favorite movies for sure. And I understand why, though, because this... Uh, it's a John McTiernan film who did Die Hard, and I think he did Predator. Who So, you know, good track record there. And unlike those, this is not really an action film. It's a sp- suspense thriller, and it is just an exceptional suspense thriller. I have seen very, very few movies that build up a sense of tension and suspense quite like Hunt for Red October does. My God, it does this so incredibly fucking well just just fucking amazing how well it does this and you're sitting there second guessing everything and trying to figure out what's really going on and there's only one guy that seems to have some clue what's actually going on and nobody believes him and things like and this movie has kind of a reputation as being that film your dad likes you know but I would encourage you, if you think that of it, I would encourage you to sit down and give it a fair shot because there's a reason he likes it, you know? There really is. It's it's an excellent movie. movie. Very well acted, very well paced, very well shot. Just top-tier filmmaking through and through. And it absolutely gets all the submarine stuff right, which you would expect from uh, Tom Clancy. Because apparently he got this shit so right that uh, the military came calling him after he would put out books and say, how do you know all this? Because his books are very, very, very detailed and technical. And this is probably the best of the films made from his books. If you, again, if you have not, actually sat down and given this a fair watch, I would strongly encourage you to do so. It is awesome. I love this film, and I was glad to sit down and watch it again. How about another song? Here is High Hopes by Pink Floyd from The Division Bell. Way. 
footsteps Running before time took our dreams away Leaving the myriad small creatures trying to tie us to the ground To a life consumed by slow decay The grass was green and Oh! 
I like the Division Bell a hell of a lot. There are a couple, a few songs here and there on it that aren't as good, but for the most part, it's just amazing stuff from beginning to end, if you ask me. And that might be the crown jewel on it. Goldeneye. I, wa I sit down and watch Goldeneye. I've got a VHS copy of it. Actually, I got two VHS copies of it. I bought one that was uh, still factory sealed, and I didn't want to open it. So I went back to where I bought it and found another used copy that uh, wasn't factory sealed, and I bought that, and I used that to watch it. And Pierce Brosnan could not have been introduced in a better way than with this film. First off, he absolutely fucking knocks it out of the park with this fucking film. It's just amazing, you know? He is amazing as James Bond in this film. And watching this film again makes me wish that I had gotten more of that. Like, I think Casino Royale would be a better Bond film with Pierce Brosnan over um, Daniel Craig. Gonna be real with you on that one. I think he would have that would have made for a better Bond film. But this has some of the best action sequences in the entire fucking Bond franchise, which if you watch the Bond movies, you know that says a lot about how good the action sequences in this film are. The tank chase is legitimately one of the best car chases in any action film I have ever seen. It is just so much fucking fun and that really describes this movie as a whole it, this is a hell of a lot of fun it's not concerned with being anything else than other than a fun well-paced action film it's got interesting likable cast of characters the music is a little bit weird like there are times like the opening car chase that's where she's he's being playful with someone else that he knows that um the music does not fit for that sequence at all, and it's not the only sequence where the music doesn't fit as well. And I'm going to be real with you, GoldenEye, the video game on the Nintendo 64, just straight up has a better soundtrack than GoldenEye, the movie. Which is a shame, but um, you shouldn't just think of the video game when you think of GoldenEye, because this movie is legitimately one of the best Bond films, which says a lot, because there are a lot of very, very good Bond films. Highly... Highly recommended if you've never actually sat down and watched GoldenEye, go do it. Okay, so uh, how about another song here? Is Surgical Strike by Queensryche from Rage for Order.
Oh, God, Queensryche's early work is so fucking good. I really, really like their first three albums and their self-titled EP. And then uh, Mind Crime, just, oh, it's so good. So fucking good. Okay, so how about we talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. What can I say about Raiders of the Lost Ark that hasn't already been said? It has been called a perfect movie by many, many people, and I'm inclined to agree. It is hard to find any fault in this film at fucking all. It is just a fucking blast to watch from beginning to end with awesome, inventive, and extremely fun action set pieces and a cool plot with Indy trying to find the Ark of the Covenant and trying to beat the Nazis who are also looking for it. And, oh my god. God, this film is every single bit as good as advertised. This is legitimately one of the most fun films of all time. And I've watched it before. Of course I've watched it before. It's just been a while and I hadn't watched the Laserdisc copy that I've got. And on whatever format you're watching this on, it is just a blast. This film is fucking, fucking phenomenal. I cannot recommend it enough. The music is awesome. The acting is great. It's well-paced. The action sequences are top-tier. The special effects are fucking amazing. Everything about this game, this movie, is great. It is a prime example, like Empire Strikes Back, of a perfect film. Like, at the time, Steven Spielberg could practically do no wrong, and this is a prime example of that, you know? Oh, my God. God, I cannot, like, it's one of those films where you just can't get over just how fucking good it is. You know what I mean? I could rant and rave and tell you about how, like, the the uh, chase sequence of the truck through the desert where he's hanging on the, hanging off of the back of it and he climbs up on it and he looks like he's got the upper hand until he gets shot in the shoulder and it's just, Oh my god, it's so fucking good. And every single action set piece is like that. Every single fucking one. It's just a brilliant film. Okay, so uh, how about another song? Here is Trampled Underfoot by Led Zeppelin. I love this song. It is awesome. Check it out.
Gun. I'm sure you can see, like, Top Gun. Of course I watched Top Gun. I wanted to go see Top Gun Maverick. So, of course, I pulled out my copy of the original and on Blu-ray and watched it. Top Gun is one of those films where you absolutely fucking need to have a good stereo hooked up to your uh, DVD player or Blu-ray player and TV or whatever else you're watching it on. Because the sound in this film is just fucking amazing. The jets, you want those jets to rattle your fucking chest while you're watching it, right? Because the (laughs) jets are just fucking awesome. And when you can feel that shit, it's even better. And the flight scenes in this are a hell of a lot of fun. The characters are good. You grow to like Goose. He's really the heart of the film. And you grow to like... Tom Cruise's maverick. He's a cocky son of a bitch who needs to learn a lesson. And being a child is thinking Iceman really is the villain and that he's kind of a dick. Being an adult is realizing that every single thing Iceman says in this film is something that Maverick needs to hear, right? Because <laughs> that's how it... Re- like, like, he sits there and talks about how... Uh, Maverick is dangerous and how his methods are going to get people killed and things like that and and he's reckless and things and uh Maverick Iceman is not wrong when he says all of this stuff you know and of course the the soundtrack is great too it's got uh obviously the Danger Zone Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins which is synonymous with this film and now the show Archer. If you've seen Archer, you know why. It's also got the Top Gun anthem, which is legitimately one of the best movie anthems of the 80s, which had just a ton of great movie anthems. It's it's up there with the all-time greats like Rocky and Superman and Star Wars. You know, it's that good. Of course, uh, Mighty Wings is a fun song, too. It's just... This film i do not understand why critics did not love this film when it was originally released back in the day i don't understand it i understand why uh people went to see it in droves though because it's fun as hell and just a blast with many gorgeous shots of the jets and stuff like that and wonderful music and it deserves the kind of praise that it tends to get because it's awesome and Probably Tony Scott's best film, May He Rest in Peace. So, uh, one last song. Here is A Lesson in Violence by Exodus from uh, Bonded by Blood.
That's some killer thrash riffs right there. I fucking love it. Let's pick one more movie from this list and talk about it, shall we? I watched Highlander for the first time on uh, a special edition Laserdisc. And this is one of the best looking Laserdiscs that I have. Like, uh, the picture is actually pretty fucking good. And this film... You're, this is the kind of film where you're either going to love it when you watch it or you're going to fucking hate it when you watch it. And I can't imagine that there's much in between because it's cheesy and goofy and kind of ridiculous and over the top. And, and that is what makes it good. But if you don't want something cheesy and goofy and kind of ridiculous and over the top, you're probably going to fucking hate it. But uh, yeah, Sean Connery is in this and he's awesome in it. Christopher Lambert is in this, and he's awesome in it, and it's got a lot of fun sword fighting and special effects sequences and action and things like that, and 
there's a lot of things about this movie that I really, really like while acknowledging that, yeah, from a plot standpoint, it's kind of cheesy and kind of dumb, but that's part of the fun. Sometimes sometimes you just want to see something cheesy, dumb, and entertaining. I mean, I like Godzilla movies. Who would I be to sit here and say, oh, your movie can't be cheesy and dumb? Like, I like cheesy and dumb, you know? This is cheesy and dumb with likable characters and fun action sequences. What more could you ask for from a film? I say nothing, right? Nothing. So, uh, there, I think that covers everything that I watched except for a bunch of James Bond movies that I've been watching. So, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I did go see Top Gun Maverick and I saw Tommy Boy. And If you've never seen Tommy Boy, uh, I would recommend Tommy Boy. It's funny as hell. I think so. Anyway, it's David Spade and... Chris Farley, may he rest in peace. Arguably their best, at least in my opinion. I think it's a really, really funny movie, and I used to. it's one that we watched a lot when I was younger. Of course, I saw Top Gun Maverick as well, and if you have not seen Top Gun Maverick, I'm not going to spoil it here. I'm just going to tell you to go see it in the fucking theater. Okay, this is an excellent theater experience. You want that badass sound system and the big-ass screen at the theater for these jets... It is worth it. Go see this movie. It is awesome. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, everybody. I really appreciate. I really appreciate it. Everything else I watched is James Bond movies, which I have a stack of that I'm getting through. Do I need? I probably don't need to tell you that James Bond is awesome. I already raved about how good uh, Goldeneye is, but um, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back to. Uh, making content regularly, but I do have an episode of Film Shoot that we recorded that should be going up on the uh, the uh, Film Shoot channel over on BitChute soon. Keep an eye out on my Twitter for that. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on Doomdog Radio. Bye-bye! <laughs>